All right, on today's episode, I'm going to discuss massages and break down in each segment what massage you probably think you're getting and what you're actually getting. Um, it's going to be a fun show today, as they always have been. Look forward to seeing you guys. 99 Problems Podcast with your host, E. Next. Welcome to the 99 Problems Podcast. This is your host, E. Before I get into too many specifics, I want to thank all the special guests I had. You know, Will and Lily and anybody else who may have been recorded prior to this episode's airing. And uh, just to let you guys know, it has been amazing having you on and, and dealing with the logistics from Australia to here. But we made it and we did it. Um, that being said, as usual, the administrative stuff, um, a lot of shows will be coming out. A lot of shows will have opportunities for you guys to win prizes. I always do cash prizes because that's just the easiest way to get people's attention. And I hope you guys uh, stay tuned. We got some good content coming up. With that being said, we're going to roll right into this episode, which I call Massages, what you may or may not know about them. In the life, we actually uh, are afforded multiple opportunities for massages. And I wanted to break down in each segment the types that I've experienced and how they've affected how I move in this life. The uh, first segment, we're going to go over AMPs, you know, the Asian massage parlors. By the way, if I start doing the acronyms, I just might do an acronym episode because there are so many. I know some people don't know them all. Uh, the next segment, we'll do FBSM massages. You know, slash Nuru. And then the third, I may or may not, I may break the second segment into two. And the third, I might dedicate to another episode, but we shall see. Because I have enough content right now to move. But getting right along to the uh, first topic, and that is discussing massages. As I um, do from time to time, I like to take you guys back to whenever I first got into life. If you heard my prior episode, you know that I initially started on the tracks. Well, the tracks were fun, but they were dangerous, and they were met with certain restrictions. And it got to a time where I was like, you know, I'm not trying to go to jail for nobody. That's just the reality. And if there's another way around this, I will take it. And, as luck would have it, being stationed in Hawaii, I was afforded the opportunity to look up what are now called Asian Massage Parlors, or AMPs. Hawaii, being a state with a huge Asian population, had a lot of AMPs. And I can't even tell you the volume to sex worker ratio, but let's just say I would argue that there were more of those people doing that job than the regular sex workers on the street or on whatever advertising site at the time. And there wasn't that many at the time. What I did not know is what we learned now that many of them were sex trafficked. So this episode in conjunction with that will say that, you know, obviously no one wants that to happen, but the ladies that were there and the services they provide, I will discuss. Should someone feel offended, this is your time. I will always give you the 10 second runoff. 
by now, you probably know. And that wasn't even a full 10. I'm just not going to wait all that out. You have the chance to leave and you chose to stay. All right. As a client, way back in the early 2000s, I learned the what these were. And it was by happenstance because I had ran into a worker out in uh, the streets. And she was like, you know, she was offered an opportunity at an AMP, but she turned it down because she can make more money doing this. Not knowing what that acronym meant acronym meant i was like wow really she said yeah this this isn't as safe but you know the money's better so of course i went you know back to my apartment and googled what the hell she was talking about and found one not even less than 20 feet from where i stayed i mean i got out of my parking garage make a right and there was one right there the whole time i thought it was a you know, real massage spot. I just was like, I don't care for these things because, you know, the association with those with, you know, more of a feminine thing to do, I just kind of dismissed it. But, no, 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 no. That was not the case. This place actually was rated, rated, R-A-T-E-D, on a couple of websites. I just never appreciated it enough to do the research to check it out. So, I made the venture into my first A.M.P. And I got in there with about, because outside it said, you know, 65 bucks for a typical massage. So I went in there with $75. Because I figured, you know, $10 tip, whatever the case may be, not knowing the situation. And that brings me to my first point. You have to understand, even if if this is a choice of yours, if you're going to go into one of these parlors, you're not paying the standard rate advertised on the outside. That's unrealistic. I'm telling you now, assume that price times two plus a 20% tip, and then you're good. If you're AMP shopping in your locales because they are there, there's a whole bunch of other restrictions I'll go into, but just on the surface, assume the price outside the window is not the price you're going to pay. That's the price you're paying the door. Now, you can get a basic massage at that door and it'd be done. But whenever you start wearing those extras, understand what you decided you weren't going to do. And if you heard the podcast, what you could have done. All right. Before you even go, I would suggest that you really take advantage of the review board process in this particular setting. Because as far as AMPs go... The gents who typically review them are the same gents who frequent them regularly enough. And they're thorough. Yes, I know ladies listening. Did he just save the review boards? I did for this particular thing because there's a reality. They get rated frequently. Rated, not rated. Rated frequently. And if you don't know that and you pop up to, you know, Happy Day Massage and it's like $50 and you didn't check the boards or look at the local news... You might be on TV the next day. And I'm trying to save you from that. Because I've seen it far too many times to count. Alright. So. I would say check the review boards first. Uh, You want to be able to go to one that's not right off the highway. In a high vis area. Because if you do. Then you get what you got. Meaning that if something were to blow back on you. You understand that your car was out in the open. And sometimes when they sting. They just really need to see your car. And then they go from there. Many of these places are operating on full licenses anyway. So they're not legitimate. So understand. Especially with the new current laws that are going around. You might be placing yourself in a position that you don't want to be in. Because many of them are right off the highway. 
Cops see it, they see your car, they have suspicion. And that's all they need. All right. I mentioned this earlier and I want to say it again, be prepared to pay twice. Many of you guys want experiences because you've seen certain TV shows. You've seen, you know, movies or you've heard from another gent. Oh, you know, so-and-so does this, if you do that. So don't go in there with what you think is a standard price. Believe what you see on the review board with that price because these gents go frequently enough. So, if the gent says on the review board that it was $65 for the door fee, but $100 for the services, you probably want to go in there with $180. I know the math and you're probably saying to yourself, wait a minute, trust me on this, never going with the exact amount. Number two. If it is one of the places that are sex worker friendly, thus doing sex work, understand that you must also be prepared to communicate what you are doing. The biggest thing I learned in that process was dealing with someone who may have a language barrier. So because that was the case, I wasn't aware that, you know, inappropriate touch or appropriate touch. So it's very cautious, right? Because I didn't want to start into a process that, you know, get me kicked out or blacklisted or et cetera. Let the masseuse take the lead. And that's going to be the segment. That's going to be the dominating thing for all three. You got to. You start doing extra and it gets weird. And then you just fucked yourself out of your money and your, and your potential massage. I say that because it happens more frequently than I care to admit on these review boards. I've read them and it's like, why would you do all that? You know, if she asks you to get comfortable, common sense says take your clothes off, lay, get the towels, be ready to get service. Don't be that guy sitting there in your blue jeans with your shirt off, unless that's what you wanted. But understand, this is not a typical massage if you researched and made your way in there. So you're just being an ass at this juncture, or you're just shy. And if you're shy in this life, I wonder why you're in this life. Moving right along, I want you guys to realize by letting her take the lead also means when she says get comfortable and you, and you get you know to whatever extent draped or undraped learn those terms by the way and you're and you're ready to go wait for her to you know if she's going to unbutton the blouse or remove underwear to get to that point you don't take the lead in that because <laughs> you don't know what kind of service she's providing assume that is clearly an extra service because she's going to ask you for that. Did you bring the tip? But understand that the tip might not equate to what you're thinking on. Now, in this rare position, they're not going to get all Q&A with you because they, they're going to ask on the phone call, have you been to one of these places before? Knowing that if you answer yes, you know the drill. They're not going to put themselves in a position and be hemmed up by a, an undercover because you're like, no, it all seems good. <laughs> no. If she asks if you brought the tip, she thinks that you think that you know what you want. And if you don't, then you're wasting your time. If you do know and you have reviewed it, then be ready for whatever you get. Because the reality is, I mean, it's another form of sex work. It might just be a happy ending. A happy ending basically is a glorified hand job. It might be a happy ending with some mutual touch. It might be a full service. You never really know what the AMP because every AMP is different. I wish I were making this up. There is no, I don't know which confuses me more sometimes. The definition of GFE 
or what goes down in an A&P. But I can promise you this. They're both running line for line with OMG WTF. I know all the acronyms throwing you guys off. But let's just say because their inconsistencies are present, it makes it hard to determine fully. I have had at certain AMPs, you know, a table service, a Nuru service, a, you know, a, a very central massage, full service multiple times. I've had two girl play in a AMP. I've had everything that I get typically from a, you know, full service perspective right in the back of an AMP because they're all different. Some literally just offer a massage. I've had one kid you not <laughs> she actually offered a penis massage to which i thought was you know a hand job but no she actually was kneading it and, and moving it around and you know she was like i use these stones and i'm sitting there like can i bust with all this i wonder i didn't but i'd never had one before and uh, to be honest shit was turning me on <laughs> but she wasn't down with that life i wish she were though Oddly, as an, oddly enough as it sounds, I had to Google that and these actually are a thing in other places. She did it and it was it was interesting. But I've had a little bit of everything in the AMP and that's the point. Because AMPs are so inconsistent, you don't know what you're going to get. You have to, if nothing else, research those to the tilt. Why don't you start out with AMP, Eric, when there are so many topics you could have started out with? Because they are going to segue into the next two massage topics. I think getting this one out the way first allowed me to put you guys in the mind frame of what other massages are not versus what you think they are in an amp a nuru is fully nude fully nude much like the table service where they're showering you down because they understand that's something you are paying for they understand that you know things might happen you run the risk with certain things in the AMP that you will not with a full service provider. So, they worked so well the last time, I thought I'd bring them into this. You have to be okay with certain things. Number one, be okay with an accident potentially happening, especially in a rural position. Because they're slipping and sliding and you're sitting there buck-ass naked, you just might slide in. And if you think you're the only one who has done that, you are sadly mistaken. Thinking. So, I will tell you, should you get in that situation, you might want to ask yourself, is it worth it? Now, if you got the kind of dick control to hold yourself back, hey man, have fun at it. Not everybody is able to do so. But I'm telling you now, I know you assholes. Some of you will purposely hit a oops and like, oops, my bad. They're not going to say anything. They'll just black you or, or ask you for an extra tip. But you know better. And because you know better, you should do better. I would almost tell you, either work on dick control, don't be an asshole, or just don't do new rule. Because some of you will take that experience into what I'm going to go over in the next segment. And that's how you get blacklisted. Be okay with that place being raided. AMPs are raided on a regular where I'm from. So much so that I don't even 
deal with them shits because you will get busted one way or the other. And it, the times are never consistent. I've seen them rated at 2 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon, 8 p.m. at night. You name it, they do it. And they're trying to plaster you on the news just for the shock factor that sex work brings. If you're okay with that, you're good. If not, then you get what you get. And all I can do is say, I told you guys, be okay with that. Because it happens. Excuse the buzzing. I had an alert on my phone, which is actually reminding me of certain things unrelated to the life but i just want you guys to understand that these things happen and you need to be prepared for that be okay with the person advertised not being the person you're going to see understand when these places are rated it's typically a federal thing so they're not gonna have the girl in the pictures popping up there because that kind of shows them that they're trafficking someone illegal. Now, that being said, we're out for that here. Not all the time is that the case. Most of the time, the woman at the front desk will be the same woman that goes back with the towels, etc., etc. So when you see that, understand that you're running into a situation where the legalities might be in the question and that might not be the person who was on the advertisement. They typically use the same five or six stock photos anyway. Anyone wanting to challenge me on that, I'm ready for that debate. Let's just have it now. So, when you go there, understand that that's the case. Be okay with having a shower. I don't know why I have to do this. But some of y'all legit will go into these women's homes or these AMPs and just be gamey as fuck. Just be okay with taking a shower. And yes, that might cut into your time. But if you showered before, they wouldn't ask you to do it again. Married gents or single gents, either or. Be okay with being oiled up and perfumey when you leave up out of there. So, may not be a thing for single gents. But married guys, you better have an excuse ready. Because <laughs> you're walking them out of there oiled up and refreshed. And after an eight-hour workday, I, I just don't know what you can possibly say. Have I been there? Yes. How did I get around it? Well, shortly after that massage, I just drove around a little bit, got some food, and kind of had that mask. Does it work all the time? I mean, it did for me, but whatever you do in your routine, because I know you guys have them, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. Just understand that that's a potential issue you might run into. Understand that uh, you got to be okay with they might swipe your card, because some of them don't have cash-giving machines, because... For whatever reason, cash is one of those ways they can trace, you know, illegal activity. If you got all these amounts of cash, it's clearly a cash-ran business. So, have a card that you're using not associated with your bank accounts. Because it might come into question. Alright, that was the AMP segment. We are going to go right into the next segment after the break. I just wanted you guys to have a foundational basis as to how I got started into massages in general because the first was in fact an AMP. I liked it. I've been to several. I would almost say every state I've ever been stationed in or country I've at least visited once and I've had pretty good experiences each time. But they do come with consequences and I want you guys just to be aware of them. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you know how to get a hold of me on the 99 Problems Podcast. That being said, I'll catch up with you after the break.
All right, welcome back to segment two of the podcast. Before I decided I would go right into this, I wanted to take you guys back to the interview I did with Christina, also known as Sinful Desire out of Denver. She is a FBSM massage specialist. And in this little clip, I want you guys to uh, kind of get a sense of where she's going. So it'll lead into a perfect segue as to why we are here and what we are doing in this particular episode. So without further ado, here is Christina, and I'll be right back. So the, so, the, so those who don't know, who may have never had that kind of experience is. Sure. Um, well, every provider who does FBSM probably, we don't all do it the same, but I can tell you how I do it. Right. And generally, um, I allow mutual touch, which means that, while you're laying on the table and I'm massaging you, you can also touch me. So both client and me are both nude and just kind of start out with like real sensual soft touches of rubbing your scalp and your face and then just kind of slowly, you know, work on my way down your body while you're also rubbing me as well. And I get the client really, you know, kind of, relaxed first and feel comfortable and then once you know I feel like it's time then I flip them over and kind of you know do a little a lot more sensual touching and they actually really enjoy that part because then they can see me as well and see how I'm responding to their touches and then it just kind of goes on from there to you know however we choose to finish the session but um, almost every single client that I have seen is pretty amazed at the end at how the session, you know, how the whole session went and they're really looking forward to um, the next time they can book. All right. That was Christina. And that episode is located on my podcast. If you go back, just click on it and see some of my older episodes It's actually one of my better episodes. You know, I really appreciate you guys listening, but I wanted to have an FBSM specialist basically define what she's doing so I, the client, does not have to. I am not a sex worker. I am a consumer of that product. Thus, you figure you probably want her word better than mine. Right. So, after that episode, I got a lot of good feedback. There were some who were actually making the transition because of COVID and a whole a large portion of this episode is because of COVID. We have to change our practices up. Right. So some of us gents have decided that we'll just go to FBSM road because while it's not full service, it's it's less risque. And that is true to some extent. I would say that, again, as I said in an episode prior, if you have a favorite, imagine cultivating that. And then having that process, then you kind of know who, you know, situation is a lot clearer. But if this is your road, that's fine. We are here now because this is something that you may have considered. And yes, since the clients are doing that, there are also workers who have now added this to their list of services who typically may have been full out sex workers before or whatever the situation we don't judge here because we enjoy the fuck out of whatever it is all right so some of the feedback i got from christina's episode was wow so this is that process or you know i also include this could you bring this up in the next episode or this that and the other if you listen to that episode you'll hear my first experience with the amp and I go into detail of how nervous I was because 
I didn't know, you know, because she was fully clothed. She had her skirt on, her top on, and gradually that process got to that, but I couldn't touch her. I, I made the approach to touch her thigh, and she said, no, I don't do that, but she was calm about it. Christina's different. She's an FBSM specialist who says this is what we do. You might want to get that situation figured out first before you book because it is a thing. And you don't want to be put on some kind of list because you did not know that was the process. Now, what I've seen with certain FBSMs, especially those who are from this realm, is they will allow certain things to go knowing that it will not end in a full service experience. Are there some that provide that? Yes. But my question to you would then be, why not just pay for that and the massage and get, you know, a two hour rate or something along those lines, or at least ask them what that looks like, because that's what you really came there for. But if you're someone who generally has aches and pains and you just want a little ending at the end of relief, then yes, I mean, that's an option. So we are here because of that. And as it relates to mutual touch, this is the first topic I wanted to address, right? Um, that's so hit or miss. It's a sensual experience where she is servicing you and understood to do so. So some will say, hey, you know, I'm just here to make you feel happy. You get comfortable. You get draped or undraped, or etc. You go from there and we will go. They are not in it for you to, you know, do FIV, finger and vagina. Guys, I know a lot of acronyms out there. Or, you know, digit play. They'll tell you that, no, I'm not here for that. And I'd rather you did not do that. But some will. Christina did not even allude to it. She says she she enjoys light mutual play. So, that being said, that could mean, you know, just, you know, a massage of the breast, perhaps. The thigh, the buttocks. That's it. She's not going to let you go internally or, or pat the outside because that's not what she's down with. Respect that. Open up the communication and do that. I often... As I'm laying there on my back, well, you know, and the conversation is going before the turn, because at the turn you're exposed. And let's just be honest, your dick is out <laughs> and you're probably fully at attention and you're in a moment where, you know, it's going to happen because she sees what you understand and what you see. And it's like, OK, what's the limit? What's the line? So during that conversation before the turn, I'm asking, you know, is it OK if this occurs? If not, I'm OK. If so, even better, because I know it's coming. You know, is she sensually touching you on your scalp or slowly rubbing down your chest? Your man can only sit there patiently for so long. And I got to be honest, I, I am visually, you can see that that only works but for so long for me before I am showing my appreciation. And um, you're in a moment, a moment of vulnerability. And you have to ask yourself, can I go this way and be safe about this and, and, and respectful of her boundaries or another way where I'm a jerk, a jerk. You don't want to be that guy. Um, communicate your expectations. I, I can't say enough the importance of that. Just knowing what it is and, and that process. Going back to the AMPs, I'm going to say again, in this, this next part, let them lead. It is important to understand that if you go in there with your own agenda, you might be sadly disappointed. And I've seen it. I've seen the reviews. Some guys literally go in there and say, like she said, if you listen to the interview, I'm going to lay on my back first. <laughs> well, it's kind of clear if you're laying on your back first what you want. 
And are you really there for the massage? Or did you did you just want a hand job? Because if you just wanted a hand job, you probably could have got that on this crawler. <laughs> I'm just saying. So understand why you're going there. If you legit have aching pain and you want some light touch, then let her take the lead. She has a whole routine worked out. You are not the first client to go in there and attempt to lay on your back <laughs> first. <laughs> You're not. And, and again, I, I want to emphasize, nobody wants to rub your sweaty ass. So it really would help if you showered. I mean scrubbed. I mean to the point to where it almost feels raw. Because that way you at least know that you're getting the best service from them because you are clean. When they're taking the lead and you are clean, you're allowing them comfort as well because they can do their job without, you know, holding their nose or gagging or God knows what because you did not make the choice to practice safe hygiene. Turn over when prompted and let her remove the towel. Don't be that guy if there's a towel process. Don't be that guy. Oh, I'm just going to turn over and let's get this ball rolling. Man, nah, you pay for the essential experience. And if no other service is going to get you down to the minute, it is this one. They will keep that going all the way up through to the 55 minute mark, giving you enough time to change and get up out of there if that is your thing. Be careful and cautious about that because then you know. So... Allowing them to lead allows them to keep their routine in place. You start doing what you got to do, and now you're bitching on some kind of review board that, oh, she got to the HJ, and I still have 30 minutes to go. Well, what you're leaving out is you was sitting there butt-ass naked on your back when you first walked in. Can't do that. Just know your boundaries. Um, I want to go to this uh, next topic in this same process is tip. If you want the happiest of endings and you want, you know, a little extra, some will encourage it. They will say, hey, how you tip is how well I perform. I get it. You went to the AMP, you gave a set price, boom. When you're dealing with full service sex workers who are making this transition, they understand tip language. And tip language encourages more. Not saying they won't give you the same service, because many will. But if you tip, they're more often to be more friendly and suggestive. As I said with the AMP lady, so the price is 160, you come in with 180. I'm going to tell you now, a full service sex worker understands price very well. And most won't upcharge. Some will, be prepared for that because some will, but most don't. If you are tipping and communicating, they are more than likely to work with you on certain things. What I'm not saying is you're going to get full service. Scratch that. This is not that pod. As I told you guys, I'm going to keep it real. If you want that and the provider offers that and that, I'd probably tell her I'm interested in this service and that service, and they will give you an adjusted rate. But do not sit there with someone whose whole job is FBSM and they do not provide full service, and then compare her to the last person you were with who may have gave you the hookup. Don't be that asshole. Does it happen? Yes, I wouldn't be talking about it if it did not occur. Be smart. Do the reviews. Christina, the one who I just interviewed way back at the beginning of February, over 50 reviews. Over 50 for what she does. And most are all positive. You get a couple of guys here and there, but for the most part, there you go. You know, there's rub rating, etc. They will walk you through 
these people in your area and what you can expect or not expect. So, if anything in this segment, I want you to have a couple of takeaways. And I love these, so I'm going to keep them around. Some BOKs. <laughs> Be okay with the happy ending being just that. Because, again, FBSM is not like a full service or an AMP. They go into this with the understanding that there will be a release. There might be some mutual touch, but that is it. They are not going to get the release by sitting on top of your dick and giving you PIV service. It's just a reality, fellas. Some, a majority will not do that in FBSM. So you got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with time being of the essence with them. With all of the F full service sex workers, no matter what you are, but especially with them because they literally have clients rolling in their back to back. Unlike a sex worker who might take an hour in between, half hour, sometimes two, three hours in between, they are booked to the hour firmly. So if you got nine to ten, there might be somebody with ten to eleven coming in waiting for you to finish up. And no, you will not run into each other because you don't enter through the same way you exit in most of these establishments. And if that is the case, most will book a 10 minute window to allow you to leave before the next gent comes in. Be okay with that. Has it happened to me? Absolutely. I wouldn't be telling you if I didn't. Me and the gent never saw each other because she told me to wait in the car and give him time to, to leave. She told him she told me to park in a certain spot so I didn't see him and he did not see me. So that worked out have cash tip or cash app tip i would tell you guys do cash app but some of you have been on some fuck shit lately where you do a whole swipe back on your money or, or report fraud and that's just bullshit but it happens enough to where i say you know what just have cash give these women cash and, and, and be okay with that you know what i'm saying be okay with being naked in a fbsm service why do you go there and keep your underwear on, guys? <laughs> yeah, I was told to bring that up. Because what are you going there for? Now, rent it. As, as the provider told me, she'll do whatever. But if you're wanting that, and most of her clients do, then why would you go there and then be shy and bashful? It's, it's, it's counterproductive to what you're trying to get accomplished. <laughs> And, and, it, and it speaks volumes. But again, some of you guys are new and, and just terrified. Look, I'm a big guy. I put my body and measurements out there. I'm 6'5", 340. Solid. I get that. You know, oh, I got a stomach. Oh, you know, my thighs do this. You know, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> you know, whatever the case. Understand, they've seen many of us. They're not sitting here talking about you. Now, if you got bad hygiene, that's on you. And then you might get that biz. But... You put yourself in positions based on your level of comfort. And the thing is just to be comfortable and relaxed. You know, and be okay with that too. Be okay with them setting the mood in a very calm and relaxed environment. Once you get that down, I think you guys do well. Especially in this part of the life. Because this part of the life was a smooth transition for me from the streets. The streets were, were, were treacherous. <laughs> and I... If I had to do all over again, I probably wouldn't have, but they, they educated me a lot. And then this was welcome because of it. And I will say that I won't take any of that back. The FBSM 
part, um, especially with full service sex workers, because they still have that sensuality, but it's the ultimate tease. And I know there's some gents out there who can't compel themselves to actually cheating or whatever. But newsflash, if you're doing an FBSM, depending on where it goes, while it's not cheating, it's pretty goddamn close. But it does set the mood. If some of you say, I don't want to, you know, go the road where I'm going full out. And this is the closest I can get to that line. Oh, you won't be ready depending on... Because that sensual touch, <laughs> it is electric. You know how, for those of you guys who have been with full-service sex workers, you, kinda, you can appreciate a certain person who's transactional and one who's really into that shit. Well, FBSM, the sensuality and the touch of it is basically a good 70% of the job. And, and you get that going... <laughs> With no release or a light release or just her playing with your shit. And then you go home. I sure hope your spouse or loved one is ready for that work. And I say her. I should say her or him or they. Because the reality is you can get this from men or women. And uh, Will does this. You know, um, if you guys remember Will, my male escort, he provides that service as well. Nothing like a good massage, right? I mean, some of my best massages have been from, you know, a same-sex guy. You know, a dude down by the gym, man, the way he cracks your back, <laughs> you know, did he go there? No. Professional about his biz, but he did tell me off the record that, you know, he does have another side job or he does provide that. Look, whatever floats your boat, whatever pronoun floats your boat, I'm not going to judge. But I will tell you, they will leave you right for your next encounter, be it with whomever you're going to see after you leave that place respect the fbsms because they are part of this lifestyle guys um they don't have a fbsm twitter they mostly roll into the you know sex work twitter like everyone else does but they are a part of it and reviews greatly impact how they move around because basically if they are not being reviewed we do not know if they are legitimate unlike full service where it's like, you know, I got my website, I got social media preference, et cetera, et cetera. The type of service can be sometimes detailed in the review to where you at least know to some extent if it is worth your time to go there or not. I will say the beautiful part about FBSMs also is there really is the, there isn't as much of a racial or component that declines a certain client based on any other ethnicity because it's not like you're going to do any kind of intercourse outside of the light touch which is another reason why i was so i guess enamored and excited about that process because they have that going on for it too it's just an all-around good experience especially if you get the right one all right that in, that concludes this segment the uh last segment is coming up and as i said in the first one you guys know how to get a hold of me 99 problems podcast next Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to break this up 
And I had another segment I was going to do, but because Nuru is making the ways, I wanted to go ahead and give it its own airspace. Um, don't ask me what that song was. If you have Shazam, it will help you out. I can't even pronounce her name if I tried. But it was the perfect segue. Going into Nuru, I want to tell you guys I, openly that it's different than what you might think that you are used to. Remember in the first segment, I told you that at an AMP, you can expect a Nuru or at least ask for it. And they probably provide it because it's listed on their services to include a table shower, which oftentimes is included with a Nuru. For those unfamiliar with that, a table shower is when you're lying on the table and there's a little hole at the bottom of the table. They got like this uh, shower head and they're rinsing you off. They might give you a body-to-body -body shower during the table shower process where they soap you up, they lather you up, go up and down because it's preparing you for the Nuru experience. Or you just might have a shower pregame too, and they call it table shower when in essence it's just basically that. Then you get into the Nuru services. Some of you do not know what this is, so I'm going to help you out. If you have experienced it at the AMP, it is not the same than when you've done it with a full-service sex worker. This is when they oil you up. And at an AMP, they are sometimes fully unclothed and they're gliding over, up, and down, and around you in a sensual manner to get you aroused. This finishes with a happy ending, and then that is it. Now, AMP-wise, this might finish with full service because they understand you have been all lathered up and ready to go. However... This is not the case for a full-service sex worker. A full-service sex worker, nine times out of ten, are going to have their bottoms on. Why is, why is that, you ask? Because some of you assholes associate what goes on in an AMP and what you've seen on Pornhub or XNXS or, you know, you name the site with what is really happening in that room. And that could not be further from the truth. Because, and I mentioned this in every segment, you are not communicating your expectations. You need to be able to communicate what you want. If you want full service, in addition to a Nuru, I would almost say that so they can prepare. It would be a hell of a foreplay price you're going to pay, but you know what? At least you know going in, this is what you want. I get it. You get this beautiful woman all lathered up on top of you oiled up sliding up and down you and you've seen enough x tube etc and you're like i want that to happen to me well in order for it to happen to you you have to pay the rate many offer that additional service you just gotta know who how and why second make sure you are relaxed because also this is a massage some of you go in so tensed up which i get it it's a massage you're supposed to be unwinding in there but for those who've been around you kind of know and you make them comfortable and and more open to making sure the experience is more pleasurable for you you know, that glide and slide, it is a win if you have it down and you're not necessarily looking for the physical act of intimacy because, oh, the things. There's a there's not enough credit given to bias body contact, skin on skin, flesh on flesh, just the act of cuddling and then 
being intimate with someone just holding them to include this particular act it is it hits the erogenous zone in ways that that are different because you know typical intercourse it has its place but it's not hitting every other nerve ending like this is they are literally intertwined like finger to finger with your body and and the chemistry created is speaking its own language i like it i like the service and i respect the boundaries because i know that it's something that you really have to step outside your comfort zone to get and be okay with the ending not being something that you're used to it's a psychological trick that I've told myself over time that I can get these as often as they're provided because the experience in and of itself is just, I can't, it's indescribable. It's, it's like charging your phone to 100%. You know, it, it, it sends certain shockwaves to the spirit to have this beautiful woman slipping and sliding and, and teasing you to no end. Now, I have mentioned on multiple episodes, I do like GFE. A particular portion of GFE is obviously the kissing aspect. So imagine that going on in the middle of your Nuru. <laughs> Sheesh. Now, some provide that, some do not. I would also assume if it's communicated, you would know then and there if you're getting it. Because in this process, you're probably also using your hands in a particular manner as well. So you're caressing, you're touching, you're kissing. Everything but the end. And it's it's a good experience. It's a it's a real good experience. Now, with the good goes the bad. The AMPs may have got you real comfy with the fuck shit. By fuck shit, I mean attempting to go bare because you're already there. Guys, you want to fuck up a good day? Try this. That's how you fuck that up. And... I don't want you really trying it. I just want to explain. The dumbest thing you can do in the middle of a neural session is attempt to go, Oh, I didn't know it was just going to slide in there. Hence the reason why they keep their bottoms on. You have to effort to pull that thing to the side. And it's almost just not even worth it. Because you're an asshole and you just, you just didn't want to pay for full service. And I strongly recommend if that's what you're going to do, just don't book neural. Because you cannot, you have not reached a point of maturity where you can handle that intimate type of service does the fuck shit occur would not be talking about it if it didn't <laughs> and again at the amp and i don't, I don't want to discount those ladies because many of them are prepared for that they can feel man making this move they'll stop the whole thing and be like okay i go get condom because they know what you're trying to do next i mean I can't tell you the amount of reviews I've seen on that. And Jen's saying, you know, she doesn't do this. And I was a little disappointed. It's what you called and requested. You shouldn't be, you know, it's like saying I called in a pizza with pepperoni and sausage. And they didn't provide Canadian bacon sauce. A little disappointed. Motherfucker, you didn't ask for that. <laughs> you know? If you would have asked for Canadian bacon and jalapenos and mushrooms, you probably would have got it or at least been told, order another pizza. If you understand that, then this whole thing makes sense. And enough of you guys have yet to correlate why that is so important. This is their livelihood, and I know I say this and sound preachy, but you cannot be on the fuck shit trying to slide a raw dick in someone who depends on sex work to earn a living.
you are basically kiboshing that. Full disclaimer, because I know there are women who are on certain websites who do offer bare services. This is not me dismissing that. This is me saying if the woman says she does not do it and you attempt to do that because the law does not provide for them the kind of coverage they need, you are essentially raping them on the low. Fair warning. I know there are people listen, listening who are bare service providers. I spoke to you and I want you on the show. I, trust me, this is a no frills, no judgment zone. You will have your platform here. But as it relates to unwillingly getting it, that's a totally different ball game. So chill on the fuck shit, fellas. I think you'll be finding a new room. Also, 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 as I've said before in the last two segments, be prepared to tip. <laughs> you see a theme in all three of these services? You should probably have money on you. We often lose sight of the fact that this is sex work. Let me say that again. Sex, comma, work. They are working based on their sensuality and sexuality. So when you come in there with just a minimum amount, bitching that you didn't get the service you requested, what are you really doing here? You know what I'm saying? I get it. You're going to say, well, if I go to a restaurant or if I go to so-and-so and they charge for the hour and I bring an hour, yeah, well, this is the kind of job where tips much like a servant at a restaurant should be demanded because it often allows them to go. And I get where you're saying. Well, Eric, you said that in everything. Because you have to. The rate that they price themselves at is not assuming what you're going to tip. Some people just have a, an exorbitant, exorbitant or exuberant price based on the fact that you won't tip. In this particular life, and in what they're doing, and what they are providing, tips provide coverage reassurance and the more than likely likelihood that you'll see them again you have to be able to step outside your comfort zone when it comes to that and I get it some of you guys just aren't tippers and you're probably going why is he bringing this shit up all the time in all three segments that said this because in this particular portion of sex work if nothing is more impacted by tips it is that if you have not noticed FBSM is cheaper than full service sex work it's cheaper than some of the fetish play. There's a reason behind that. They understand they're not going to the complete end like the both are. Like the others prior are. And they have to do sometimes way more work. You know, some of these people are not masseuse, so they have to go out and learn basic reflexology. How to touch, how to make you feel a certain kind of way, etc. You know, some of them or massaging you, and that shit grains on your hands, shoulders, arms, knees, etc. You may have a cute little tiny one, shout out to the muse, who has to jump around and be flexible and make all these moves because they can't get to certain angles without getting on top of the table right next to you. Whatever the case may be, understand they're doing all of this at a very reduced rate, and the least you can do is be appreciative in a financial kind of way. So, like the first two segments, I got a couple here. Be okay with not having full service in this process. Yes, I have to review that because some of you assholes will try. As I said earlier, this is not that. Do not let Pornhub guide you to an unrealistic expectation. 
Much like the first segment, I will say again in this one, and I should have said in the second, be okay with being oiled up and driving your ass home. Because you're in a lose-lose proposition with a new rule if you're married. <laughs> you're going to want to shower that stuff off, so you're going to go home, shower fresh at 5.30 in the afternoon. Or oiled up. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Because oftentimes, if I'm doing these, I'm doing it during the lunch period. And it kind of works out better. So if I can give you any advice, if you're seriously considering a new rule, do it during lunch. Because you still got five hours to make up for the time lag. Alright. That's number one. Be okay with tipping. I've already explained that. I'm not going back and doing it again. Be prompt. Be courteous. Be respectful of time. And ultimately, be relaxed. If you guys can do that, you'll enjoy a new rule. I promise you. And if the new rule isn't what you expected, again, I can't say this enough. Be okay with using the review boards to research. Communicate. Expand, expound, and explain. You guys heard Christina's segment. Not every massage is the same. Again, I said in the intro, I can't tell you which one has a more broader brush painted, GFE or FBSM. But what I can tell you is this experience can be just as pleasurable if you play your cards right. You just got to know what you're getting into. And with Nuru in particular, you kind of at least have an idea there will be some body-to-body contact. So that part, unlike FBSM, is eliminated. You know, there's going to be some mutual touch that should be understood. But fuck shit ruins it for all of us. And I need you guys just to go ahead and... Uh, chill on that so we can continue as ladies and gents and thems and days operating in this uh, very fun and entertaining lifestyle shout out to in closing I want to shout out a silent production specialist I will call him Bravo Sierra for now because he has not offered me the ability to say his name shout out to the wonderful companions and gents who wanted this episode there's another one you guys want I just got to get the stuff set up to do that, and then we will. It's got a lot I got to flesh out, and it's going to be a lot longer than an hour. And just shout out to you guys for listening. You guys have uh, stepped your game up. I started this podcast initially, and I may have had like six, seven listeners. Then it got to 20. I am legit up to a solid 40 to 50 consistent listeners. I couldn't do it without you guys, and my last three episodes have surpassed those numbers. I close by saying what I always do. If you have having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems with this pod. Taint one. Peace.